So hello and welcome to Cinema Chat. This is uh, David Heath and I am being joined by two movie experts. I'm joined by Josh Heath who graduated from Holly Weird University. That's where he got his doctorate in cinema. And I'm also joined by Delilah Heath who maybe she'll remain quiet but maybe not. Uh, today we're going to talk about the movie The Hangover from 2009. It was directed by Todd Phillips and it uh, starred ba- Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, and Zach Galifianakis, and Justin Bartha. Justin Bartha played Doug, who is about to be married. And they all go on a Vegas trip. Alan plays a childlike character, while Stu plays a dentist that is ridiculously henpecked by his fiance. Phil is a teacher, and I want to ask you: Do you think he? Do you think Bradley Cooper drew a little bit from his sack character um, in Wedding Crashers? Yeah, he's definitely like a little bit of a, a little bit of a jerk. You know, but he was a he was he had, was a lot more likable than the Hangover, despite being a jerk. Yeah, well, I think the big difference is he had funny lines. Yeah. And Wedding Crashers, he was just a total jerk. Yeah. Um, but the the group spend forty two hundred dollars for the best suite at Caesar's Palace. And the next thing we know, the guys uh, wake up in the suite with a rooster, a tiger, and a newborn baby in the suite. Baby Carlos. Baby Carlos. Meanwhile, Stu has a missing tooth, and Doug is completely missing. Uh, They remember zero of what happened the night before. Uh, It seems later in the film we find out that they were roofied. We also find out that Stu married a stripper. They get arrested for stealing a cop car and get attacked by a naked man that jumps out of their trunk. The the trio ends up trashing Doug's soon-to-be father-in-law's prized car. And they are also in debt $80,000 to a gangster named Chow. Chow claims to have kidnapped Doug and eventually holds him for ransom. Or, we think he kidnapped Doug. Unfortunately, it's a different Doug played by Mike Epps. Now, some of my favorite parts in The Hangover were when, first of all, um, I would say that Alan has the lion's share of the funny parts in the movie because if he's not saying the funny line, it's being said about him. Uh, But one funny line from Alan, he says, I shouldn't be here. I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a school or a Chuck E. Cheese. Another line is, my dad loves this car more than he loves me. Phil says about Alan, he's like a gremlin. He comes with instructions. And Phil uh, tells the front desk about Stu. He says, he's actually a dentist, so don't get too excited. And if there's an emergency, you still need to call 911. Uh, a couple funny lines from Stu 
One is when he's talking to Alan, and he says, you mean the drug dealer at the liquor store wasn't a good guy? He also says to Alan later in the movie, you are literally too stupid to insult. To which Alan responds, thank you. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a compliment. Um, uh, another one of my favorite lines from the movie is when, when the guys were at their low point in the movie, Alan decides to randomly ask them, so when's the next Hayley Comet? <laughs> uh, Rob Riggle plays a notable role as the arresting cop in the movie. He has fun tasing Alan. Um, fat Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Jeffrey Tambor plays the soon-to-be father-in-law. And you like Jeffrey Tambor, don't you? Yeah. Uh, he, he plays his uh, normal uh, dry self. He says to Alan, uh, or he says to uh, Doug in the beginning of the movie, he has the famous uh, Vegas line, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. If only he knew it was going to happen to these these, these guys. Um, Heather Graham plays Jade, uh, the stripper slash hooker that married Stu. Uh, Mike Tyson plays the most notable side character, and he plays himself. He's the owner of the tiger in the movie, and he wasn't real happy with Alan because, first of all, Alan has a has, doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut, and second of all, he urinated in Mike Tyson's pool. Um, Hang, Hangover 2 uh, centers around Stu getting married. It takes place in Bangkok. Uh, Stu is getting married to Lauren. Lauren's little brother is the one missing in this one. Meanwhile, Stu, Alan, and Phil uh, end up in similar troubles. Once again, Doug is is not really actually part of the of the wolf pack in the movie. He's uh, he's uh, away and he talks to the to the guys in the movie, but we we don't see a whole lot of Doug. And I think it's just a chemistry thing between those three. They are, but the guys are running up against Chow, the gangster, again while carting around a monkey, and they are having trouble also with Paul Giamatti, who plays the notable role as an Interpol. Hangover Three was planned uh, while the second one was being filmed, and they already knew it was coming out. The Wolf Pack is back once again. Uh, Chow comes back. It centers around gold in Mexico. The guys try to beat Chow. It's not as light as the first two. Uh, but the the Hangover as a movie series, the three films as a series, gained $1.4 billion. And so that's a lot of cash. Um, so, okay, so some questions. And, and I think Delilah has input. So, anyway, so, um, I want to ask you, Joshua, what, what makes the, what makes, uh, the Hangover movies work, particularly the first one? I really, just between the three main cast members, uh, they just have great chemistry. They, they got really great, uh, people to fill in the roles that, that were written for them, like Bradley Cooper as the jerk. Ed Holmes is the the straight guy that you, that 
Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so, I'm losing it. And then Alan is, is just simply the little child. Yeah. And they all bent, they, the, the, all of them, including Doug and, and every other character in the movie, bounce off of Alan. Mm. Uh, I mean, I think the, the, only char- the only character in the movie, and what we haven't mentioned, is the doctor uh, in the movie. <laughs> if you remember the doctor that, yeah. you know, that, that they had to bribe mm-hmm. to get information about what happened the night before. They are almost like detectives finding out about what happened to themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they were trying to solve something, but they were actually only trying to solve what happened to themselves. And all the while... Um, the, uh, the yeah. Stu and Phil didn't know that they had they had roofies, mm. you know. But Alan brings it up and says, "There's there's something I need to tell you guys." <laughs> so, um, what's your favorite part of the Hangover? Probably the I, I'm not sure if it's my favorite part, but what comes to mind is the scene when they're first checking into the Caesar's Palace, when Alan says, "So." Uh, is this the real Caesar's Palace? And the and the the clerk or whatever whatever the front desk lady she says, like like she, or she just gives him a look like are you serious? He's like, did Caesar really live live here? And, and and she just cannot. She's astonished. She's flabbergasted at his uh his ignorance. And <laughs> once again, bal- bouncing off of Alan. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know the movie. I I don't think anybody could disagree that the movie doesn't work without alan mm-hmm. and alan having his whole uh childlike persona and you know it's just he's just just so hilarious um and and i and i like the part right after that where he looks at his pager now it was 2009 not 1999 mm-hmm. and he had a pager and she and then alan um he says uh um, he says, uh, so do, do, I'm not getting good pager service here. Um, do you folks have a pay phone in here? And she's looking at him like, well, there's a phone in the room, <laughs> you know? And, um, and then what about the fact that they spent $4,200 on the room and then they trashed it and how Stu, uh, kept realizing how screwed he was about, well, how they, how they trashed the room. <laughs> yeah. It was on Stu's credit card. Yeah, you didn't even want to pay for the room in the first place. <laughs> Poor Stu. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, how do you think this movie compares to, say, Wedding Crashers made a few years before that? Mm. We talked about Wedding Crashers a, a few weeks ago. Yeah, um... So, Joshua, how do you think? How do you think the that um, the Hangover compares with a movie like Wedding Crashers? Well, Wedding Crashers, uh, it starts to towards the the like in the third act, it starts to fizzle out a little bit, and like like until Will Ferrell comes and saves the movie from getting a little a little less funny, a little more boring, uh, but. Hangover, Hangover just doesn't stop. Hangover does not let up the whole movie. It's not funny. Would you say the Hangover is kind of like a roller coaster that it goes up the hill fairly fast and then and, and then it, go, it comes down really fast and never quite slows down? Yeah, definitely. 
Um, and let's see. And let me ask you something else. Um, do you? How do you think? Um, do you think wedding crap? Excuse me. Do you think the Hangover changed comedy at all? Think other movies oh, followed suit? Yeah, I mean, when it when it grossed, I don't know how much money it, it made exactly, but when it made so much money, people realized, like, you know, maybe it's not so bad to make a raunchy R-rated comedy. Like, we can, it's okay, we we can do it, um, and we can still make a lot of money. Uh, not gonna make as much as like a Frozen or 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 Avengers, you know, but. They're gonna make. There's a potential there. There's a market. Well, it, a comedy is somewhat in a box. Uh, there's only a certain amount of dollars that it was, it's going to make. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be Star Wars or, mm-hmm. or Frozen, like you say. But, however, The Hangover. Uh, you know, it. You know, the the, the series as a series made 1.4 billion, mm-hmm. and which is almost Titanic type money. Well, during three movies. Yes. Yeah. But the but if you consider the budget, yeah, that's true. the budget is what you were the budget, you know, the 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 bottom line is what they're looking mm-hmm. for. And when you're doing a comedy, do you know the combined budget? The combined budget was um close to 100 million. 100 million, so yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good return. I did some research really on on it, and it. Yeah. So yeah. Whereas the Titanic had a 200 million dollar budget mm-hmm. in 1997 and and it and it made tons of money, but they the studio was not sure that they were going to get their return. Mm-hmm. And whereas a, the comedy, you can make a $25 million comedy and get your return fairly easily. And so uh, an, another question I have is, uh, do you think that you, we, we, we agree that the movie changed comedy, but I, I want to also ask, how much is... How much is Wedding Crashers like the old Marx Brothers movies? Do you do you, do you think that uh, those three, you know, Stu and 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 Phil and Alan, compared with say the the three Marx Brothers? In a and way, thinking yeah. of well, thinking the, of Doug as thinking of Doug as Zeppo. Yeah, yeah. Think of Doug, Doug as Zeppo, the the straight guy, mm-hmm. and and then you have the three crazy guys. Yeah. Alan is the is the clown. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of Alan as well. And Phil is Phil is definitely the the you know the Groucho, mm-hmm. and but how much does he really compare to Chico? Uh, no, but he he doesn't he doesn't compare it in the, except in the sense that he bounces off Alan the same way uh, that Chico bounced off of Harpo. Yeah. You know, but so where do you where do you rank the Hangover in? Say you're, you're tw- you're twenty three, mm-hmm. so where where do you rank the Hangover? Say off the top of your head, as one of your favorite movies, uh, would you say it's in one of your top twenty movies? Uh, I was gonna say maybe like I was gonna say probably in your lifetime. I, I was, in your lifetime, I was gonna say like if I had to guess without actually ranking movies, I, I was I was really just about to say maybe twenty. Uh, it, it might be lower than twenty, but but it might be twenty. See, I I I feel like the Hangover, um, a, along with Wedding Crashers and Anchorman, were all three movies that uh, that changed uh, the way thing you know comedy was going to be. Um, 
in the future, mm-hmm. and and I I, I think um, I I think that the that they made stars. And one other thing I wanted to ask you before we wrap it up is is do you do you think that um, do you do you feel like um, I know you're you're a big Office fan, mm-hmm. but do you feel like that that those three guys are relative were relatively unknown, and that's one reason why the chemistry worked. Well, because yeah, they were yeah, that's possible. I um, I really contemplated that. Um, yeah, I suppose if it was three um, big-headed actors, like famous actors, then it wouldn't have worked quite as well. It's probably why uh, it might have something to do with why two and three weren't quite as good. Because then, yeah, see, then they weren't unknowns by then. They were all really famous. Yeah, and and they had to hurry and make. Now they had to hurry and make. The second one and the third one, be uh because the reason why is because those three commanded higher salaries, and they were actually worried that their stock was going to go higher and mm-hmm. higher. So they needed to make those movies real fast. They still got paid the about three times the money in the third one that they did in the first one. I would I I would have thought that would be higher. Even. A much higher budget for Hangover Three, much mm-hmm. higher budget. And still uh, made tons of money. Doesn't always make a better movie. I I think I looked at the number and I'm I may be wrong. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and Google it during the podcast, but I think I think it made two hundred eighty five million dollars. Um, you know, so it was it was it was by far the lowest profit margin. Right, and and the movie was um, a lot darker and or a little darker and a little more forgettable. And I think by the by the time I think no matter what, once you've once you've done something, the same exact thing twice, mm-hmm. which they really, um, they 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 try to find Doug in the first one, and then they run around trying to find Lauren's brother in the second mm-hmm. one, and in the third one they had to change up, change yeah. things up, but one of the other characters that we hadn't really talked about was very much was was Chow, and I I think there's two parts in the in the first movie that. Um, absolutely are shocking uh one is when when uh, chow jumps out of that out of the car mm-hmm. totally naked and they have no idea what 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 happened but he starts attacking all three of them mm-hmm. and then he and then um as he he run, he's attacking them with a crowbar if i'm remembering right he attacked him with a crowbar. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was in the it was in the trunk, yeah. and and he had no clothes on, and and does that even get explained why he had no clothes on? <laughs> I don't remember. All I, all I remember is he was there because because of some bets. I, I yeah I don't I don't I don't recall yeah. them explaining why he and was he, naked. And he had, Maybe it was because of heat. It might have been because of heat. He might have taken the clothes off <laughs> in the trunk himself. Cause it, cause a uh, trunk gets really hot. I've been in one. Before. Well, he opened. He opened, I don't even want to ask. Whoa. <laughs> it was sneaking into it to a to a um, driving theater. That's what it was. But. Okay, hopefully the statute of limitations is passed. <laughs> um, you know, by the time this this podcast gets aired, I'll have to check. So you know, otherwise, I'll edit it out. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think I think that part is completely. Uh, it completely, completely, completely shocked of the system. One other part that I, that I, that I, I, I think is hilarious was when, when, when they, when the three of them grab their that police car, uh, they all get in the car and and Phil just says, 
uh, don't say anything. Just get it. Just go in there. Go with it. Mm-hmm. And and Phil goes in there and 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 there's a traffic jam and Phil just doesn't want to put up with it. So he gets, starts driving on the sidewalk <laughs> as if that's something that won't get noticed. <laughs> anyway, so it was uh, it was really nice having a podcast. This is the first podcast I've done uh, with a guest. Actually, I had two guests. Um, one didn't say a whole lot, but we'll give we'll give Delilah a pass. Maybe in the next podcast she'll talk more. <laughs> but in any case, um, you have anything else you want to add to the podcast? So uh, they this movie launched or it launched the careers of two two men. Uh, Ed Helms has struggled a little bit. It's uh, like like a, the the failed vacation. Uh, I guess sequel, not reboot, since Chevy Chase played the same character. Um, oh yeah, he played Rusty. Sort of both. L. Helms played Rusty. It's sort of uh, both. Yeah, it's sort of both. You're right. You're right. Uh, he he's failed to be like a star. They they can't really make him. A, he can't be a lead man. But Zach Galifianakis, while not being exactly a lead man, uh, has had a pretty a pretty good career. He's uh, in a really good TV show called Baskets now that he cre- him and Louis C.K. Uh, co-created, and uh, and it's, it's a very it's a very funny, weird, weird, quirky show. And what channel is that on? It's on FX. Oh, 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 FX. Yeah. Yeah. It's called it's called Baskets. I didn't I didn't know that yeah, about yeah, Zach. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then obviously Bradley Cooper. He's kind of leveled off. Last few years, but well, he's got movie the new movie Star is Born coming out, and he directed it. Mm. He's probably been wor- working real hard at that, and it's not something. It's not like he's not like Clint Eastwood, where he can put something out every three months, mm. but that he directed. Mm-hmm. That he's new at this. But but Bradley Cooper's definitely had I I felt I like Limitless. Um, there's been a few other uh, good. I think Limitless is a great movie. Yeah, I, I really liked it too. Um, but he he said like oh obviously American Sniper which people have sort of retroactively started to dislike for some reason, but uh but I, I'm pretty sure he scored a an Academy Award nomination for yeah that, for that uh, for Best Actor so yeah well, he, it, ch- he showed range with that so mm-hmm. that wasn't funny so yeah it launched the careers of two men and. Already, he was Andy in the office. Um, Ed Helms was, so I guess he kind of just had the same career tra- trajectory anyway. But uh, yeah, I think I think I'm glad that it gave us Ed or Bradley Cooper and Zach Galifianakis, especially Galifianakis. Yeah, and then like like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, you know, Bradley Cooper was uh, not even re- remotely likable in the Wedding Crashers. And it's funny how in in the Hangover he he basically plays the same guy with some funny lines, and I just think that's um, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks a lot, Joshua, for being on my podcast. And this is a Cinema Chat, the podcast where you talk about the movies and the people that made them. Thanks for listening. Adios.